Fairburns, uh, founder of co-founder of One Year No Beer, and new author of the book, uh, The 28-Day Alcohol-Free Challenge. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having um, me on. I want to talk uh, a little bit about, uh, well, I'll share my, I guess, my, uh, I've quit alcohol. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so I'm starting, you know, I'm, I'm with the movement, uh, which it seems to be very prevalent in the UK. And I think it might be taking form in the United States more. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited and it's been a uh, transformational. Yeah. So man, well done to you. Thank you. Um, but why, um, talk to me about your relationship with alcohol and how you came to uncover, uh, this kind of secret to going alcohol free. Yeah. Um, well, I was, um, I was an oil broker, um, in, uh, in central London and it's a job that you'd be expected to do a lot of entertaining and entertaining usually meant lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, and you know, I was very successful at my job. Um, and actually, uh, quite randomly through a, a colleague, Andy Ramage at the time, he, we both worked at the same broking firm. Um, he introduced me to this thing called Headspace. And Headspace okay. is something I would do on the train on the way home and on the way into work to try and clear myself from the day. Mm -hmm. And meditating, I, I started to get this, this feeling that, you know, alcohol was holding me back. Now, mm -hmm. of course, there were there were signs, but so many of them I was, I was ignoring. I was never a, I was never a big, um, I was, I was, I was never the drinker who was carrying on at home. I was never a problem drinker. I just, mm -hmm. I it just was around alcohol a lot. It was, you know, two, three days a week, um, um, having drinks. So, um, and, and in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I think, I think this is holding me back. And not just that, you know, various times the relationship had been frustrated by either me coming home at four o'clock in the morning drunk or, mm -hmm. you know, how it goes. So um, through this awareness, I thought, you know, I'm going to take a break from booze. And I, and I, and I told my boss, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a break from booze. Um, and he said, you're committing commercial suicide if you, if you stop drinking. Um, right. And the thing with that is, is, um, you know, I built up a very successful oil broking desk and right. you know, I had this identity. My identity had been around whiskey, right? So right. knowing my whiskeys and talking about the whiskey and I could do a lunch and then say, hey, do you fancy whiskey? And I knew I was going to be able to demonstrate huge value because I knew about the age, the bottling process and i could just tell these stories and people were like wow that's amazing i love it you know so um it become part of my brand mm -hmm. so i didn't actually stop drinking straight away i uh, it was it was probably six months before i finally plucked up the courage and i said you know what sod this i'm taking a break um mm -hmm. and yeah i mean on those 90 days i was just completely blown away with how life improved i felt fitter, faster, healthier, happier, you know, IBS started to disappear a decade of it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, just all these little niggling health issues started to disappear. Um, and I got to, I think it was about, it was about, uh, just maybe day 88 of my 90 days. And, uh -huh. um, I, I'd agreed to meet up with Andy 
And Andy um, and I used to be brokers at the same firm and he'd gone off to start working at another oil broking firm, uh, uh, build up his own firm. And so we were sort of competitors and we weren't allowed to meet. And I remember going down to this, this dingy, off the street pub, off Trafalgar Square somewhere, you know, and, and, and I think I'm going to meet Andy, who's the 10 pints of lager before breakfast guy, right? <laughs> you know, not yeah. quite, but, but he was a big booze. And I'm thinking, you know, shit, I'm going to have to drink and I'm on, nearly on my 90 days. And so I walk into this, this, this dingy oh. little pub and I look into the difference and I see literally half the man, right? He's lost mm-hmm. so much weight. I'm like, bloody hell, you look amazing. You know, wow. what's going on? And he was like, yeah, I've, uh, I stopped drinking for six months. And I was like, no way, I've just done three months. And so we sort of, we were both like, wow. And we, we sat down mm-hmm. over weeks and weeks and weeks together. And we kept sitting down going, look, there's, there's something wow. really, really big here that nobody's realizing the benefits of taking a break from booze. You know, to, to stop mm-hmm. drinking, you need to reach rock bottom right you need to you need to be the alcoholic you need to be the, you know you need to be right. cast out of society what's wrong with you right but but we were we weren't that we were just right. the 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 people asking the questions how do i how do i be better how to be fitter what's peak performance i want to be a better husband a better dad so mm-hmm. yeah that's where, where where we come up with the idea of one year no beer and helping people realize the same so why continue uh, with no alcohol, I think you know after the ninety, after like a six month or even a year, is it? Um, what's your hope? I mean, what are what's your hope for? I think some of the customers of one year no beer, and then what's your hope in terms of? Um, I think other people outside of that realm, and then you know, oh come on, I can uh, can I have a? It's the holidays coming up uh, here in the states and in the UK. I can't have a couple of spirits on the weekend. Uh, you know, are you ever personally tempted there um, as well? Okay, well, I drink. Okay. <laughs> so, important. I drink as much as I want, whenever I want. But most of okay. the time, I choose not to have a drink. And that's what I want for people. Okay, so I don't want people not to drink forever. What I want uh-huh. to do is I want to put them up in front of a mirror, them and their relationship with alcohol so that they really see it for what it is. Because I know everybody out there who's drinking has absolutely no idea what our impact alcohol is having on their, in, on their life. Right. Until they take a break from it. And it's usually, for most people, it's 40 to 60 days. So that's, uh-huh. our, that's our message. Our message is, I don't care whether you think you love it or you love whiskey or I love a beer at the end of the day, you should, that's huh. why you should do this challenge. Even if you don't drink that much, I don't drink that much. That's why you should do this challenge because it's easy for you. And I'm telling you, one of your biggest life upgrades is sitting there and it's easy for you to grasp. Here you are trying vegan diets. You're trying to eat better. You're going to the gym three times a week. You're seeing a counselor. You're doing all of these, maybe you're taking things to try and make you peak performance. No, no, forget all that. Just stop drinking for 90 days because it will be your biggest game changer of game changers. So um, in a way, and, 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 why do I drink when I know that not drinking has that much of an impact on my life? Well, that's simple. I live in the reality of society today. Okay. So that means that there are on occasions where actually, you know, I might just want to numb myself out that, 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 
that that is the occasion that I might want to do that. There are occasions when I might want to, you know what, sod it, I'm just going to go and have a boys weekend and let go. But I might not drink for 60 days, 80 days, 90 mm -hmm. days, I don't care um, after it, but I still want to have that. Now, mm -hmm. the difference is, is once you've changed your relationship with alcohol and you've truly changed it, is that you don't wake up that following week with a hangover and go, I can't wait to have another drink again, or, oh, whoops, I'm going to have another drink again. You go, wow, I, I definitely don't want to do that again. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and, and instead of just saying it to yourself, like we did so many times when we were drinking, right? Remember waking up hungover and going, I'm never drinking again, and then 5 p.m. Sure. gin and tonic in your hand. Um, so it's yeah. very, very different to that. And I think this is the other key piece is that you mentioned about the secret sauce. Um, mm -hmm. And it is like a secret sauce because mm -hmm. there is a big difference between just not drinking and changing your relationship with alcohol. And that's where we're the experts. Changing mm -hmm. your relationship with alcohol is a process. Just like it's a process that you have a relationship with alcohol, a process that took many, many years of social conditioning, peer pressure, marketing, um, all of these things that created neuropathways and associations in your brain. Mm. If you look at it at the beginning, we were just partying and having fun. And so the biggest association was fun. Alcohol equals fun. Alcohol mm. equals getting laid. Alcohol mm. equals uh, right. blah, blah, blah. So then we carry on in our life and we get a little bit more, little bit more serious and we start working. And then we're like, God, I'm stressed now. Well, alcohol equals relaxation. Alcohol equals de-stress. So these are the associations that we've got in our brain. But the reality is, is that alcohol is actually usually the opposite of those things. Alcohol doesn't really de-stress you. Yeah, sure, it numbs you for a minute. But like sure. these short-term drugs, they exacerbate themselves. So alcohol causes anxiety. Alcohol is a depressant. So it feeds itself. When you start needing it to relax, you're going to need it again and again and again and again. Unlike healthy ways of relaxing like yoga exercise and meditation you mm -hmm. don't have to keep going back you don't have to we want to and they're really helpful but they're not a shortcutting drug so that's basically the, the 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 process of taking people through is rewiring their brain so that they don't make those associations anymore even if they're just food associations or event associations friday associations you know hanging out with my friend so all of those things we've got to break those and I think the biggest thing here is that breaking those takes time. Um, and so, you know, when we look at our 28-day challenge as an example, the 28-day challenge's purpose, its sole purpose is to get people to do the 90. That's all we created. Right. Here, right. Because for most people, the magic is somewhere between 40 and 60 days. That means that the, you know, five odd million people who did dry January or will probably do dry January in January, they won't uh -huh. experience that. They won't experience what it really is like to change your relationship with alcohol because A, they um, don't go through the proper process. And, mm -hmm. and by that, I mean they avoid their social circle. They um, hide away from their friends. They mm -hmm. count down the days to the first of the month. Mm -hmm. um, and what they do, you know, consider themselves boring. They're on social media going, this is terrible. I hate it. But all they're doing, <laughs> all they're doing is reaffirming right. the limiting belief that alcohol is pertinent to every part of life. Right. So let's not go down that track. Let's mm -hmm. change people's relationship with alcohol. So to piggyback on your point, you have a great quote in the book, and it, um, it says, I actually dropped alcohol 
to demonstrate to my wife that it wasn't the problem in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I was convinced the problem lay in other areas. I was wrong. Booze was the entire problem. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clearly a big contender. It muddies the water so much that the real reason is practically irrelevant when you're drinking. My advice to anyone having relationship struggles is forget the expensive marriage counseling for now and just drop the booze. 100%. I thought that was great. 100%. I thought that was great because you can just focus on so many different things that are going on in your life. But when you're in that loop, uh, weekly loop of you know trying to you know look for the next party or the no next social gathering or the a games on a sporting events on and you want to reach for a couple uh, of beers, uh, you just can't ever kind of get out of that loop and be in control of, of your, whatever your problems may be or whatever the next level that you want to get to is. So I think that's a great point. 100%. Um, I mean, there's such a big factor in relationships and it's something I'm very passionate about is that, that the key message in there, in, in what you just read out, is that it doesn't matter what the problem is in your relationship. If you're drinking alcohol, the communication is ruined. So you can't, right. you can't even get to work on the thing. You're like, you're not even at base right. one. Just right. remove the alcohol, remove the alcohol tinted glasses that cause you to be somebody else, right. which is what alcohol does. Get real with each other. And then go and fix the problems. Absolutely. I think that's phenomenal. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your, uh, you meet Andy in the, in, the, in the pub and you see a, 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 a kind of a transformed uh, gentleman uh, and you kind of discuss maybe a, a secret or a hack that's been, that, that no one else has discovered. What are the next steps from there to where both of you decide to create this this company, One Year No Beer. Yeah, so we um, well we met lots of Tuesday nights in a in a in a mm -hmm. hotel um, uh, meeting room, just to be clear. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, um, on a on a on a Tuesday night, and you know we just kept brainstorming ideas, and we were trying to work out what it was, and then we really stuck on this alcohol thing. So when we first launched it back in 2016, um, mm -hmm. it was a 90 day challenge. Um, it had 90 days of emails, videos, um, and um, then access to community. And we originally launched it all for free. Um, so what was really at my, at my core was, was having a massive impact on the world. And um, right. so, so we gave it all away for free. But the thing is that free is not free. Free is horrendously expensive. And we were picking up sure. the tab. Um, but it spread all over the world. I mean, that's what's amazing. We had a following in China and India and Brazil and um, you know, it was like people popping up and then we got handwritten letters from people saying, you know, you've transformed my life. It was like, wow, this is unbelievable. We're onto something here that's having a big impact on people. Um, so in 2017, we, um, we started trialing charging for it and, you know, people watch more videos and stuck to the program and have better outcomes. And so we reinvested in the platform, relaunched it, um, uh, in February, 2017. Um, mm -hmm. This time with a 28 day 9365. Later on, we launched our book, which you've just quoted from. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, about middle of the year, um, middle of 2017, and possibly one of the hardest years of my life, um, you know, full time oil broker, running a team of guys um, as, as the desk head. 
and then with my laptop open up opening customer support issues and doing that up until three o'clock in the morning you know talking to people about their relationship with alcohol <laughs> um, yeah. so it was it was tough and then you know i got a um uh, I, I sent a tweet to a journalist and off the back of it, we got a 10 minute feature on BBC world news in over 200 countries. And you can see that on our website, one year, forward slash take the challenge. And um, a friend of mine called me up and said, Ruri, I've just seen what you're doing. Uh, he's in Italy. And he said, I've just seen what you're doing on the news. I think what you're doing is amazing. I'm meeting the Dalai Lama next week. Would you like to meet him? Um, and a week later, um, I, uh, I'm sitting down with the Dalai Lama and for me, that's literally when all of my life made sense. Um, you know, this, this was this whole one wow. year thing had been born out of meditation and, and, wow. and then, and then here I was with the Dalai Lama and I was like, you know, I know what my purpose is. My purpose is, is, um, is to allow this thing to happen. Um, and you know, while I'm at work, I'm not doing that. So I went in on Monday and handed in my notice as an oil broker and, um, you know, I've been full-time uh, doing this ever since. How many people do you think are out there that are, you know, kind of like uh, you and me, where it's like we don't necessarily have a problem. We're not going through 12-step. We haven't necessarily reached a rock bottom, and we're not self-diagnosed alcoholics. But we just want – we and we can't figure the problem out. Um, how many people do you think are out, out there like that? So I think everyone who drinks um, is uh, is is a uh, consumer for for us because mm -hmm. uh, the 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 whole point is pressing that major reset button. I think the reality is that when you look at the stats, two point seven billion people drink globally. Um, mm -hmm. Thirty six percent of them are drinking as a, at a hazardous level. Um, so that's sort of getting close to the alcohol use disorder stats and things like that. So you're talking about a billion people who are drinking a bit too or drinking too much. Um, and, um, and, and the thing is, the lighter drinkers, they get such mm -hmm. a huge um, transformation when they come and do what we're doing, because it's not just about not drinking. It's about not drinking and working out the reasons why you were drinking and then finding the healthy ways to establish those routines in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a life coaching program dressed up as an mm -hmm. alcohol-free challenge. And that's why our transformations mm -hmm. are, are so huge. Um, and the other bit is that um, alcohol really is just the first step for us. Um, mm -hmm. So um, we are already working on our program into the gambling industry. Um, mm. there's all sorts of behavior change around caffeine, sugar, uh, porn, gambling, as I mentioned, mm. um, ultimately what we're building is a platform mm. that encourages ambassadors, um, to be the people who help, uh, people change their relationship with bad habits. Um, mm. and there's a big sort of community. The community is the strongest piece around that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're up to. Why do you think so many people are looking to escape? Is it something that, and, and in our times right now, is it, is it our uh, you know, relationship with our technology? Yeah, um, it's, 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 it's it, both of those things, but it's also trauma from, from, our, from mm. our childhood, which has been unresolved trauma, and then a disconnection disconnection from society and that's really again driven from social media and things like that so we've got to we've got to try and heal that disconnection 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to help people start to look at their, their traumatic experiences and work through them. Um, but yes, so um, addiction is a response to trauma. As, huh. as, um, as whatever his name is, my ADHD brain can't remember, but it will come back to me. Um, <laughs> ask, uh, ask, no, it's gone. It'll come back. <laughs> hey, I've got, uh, I've got ADD, uh, AD, uh, I don't know if I've got ADHD, but I definitely have ADD. So yeah, I'm right there with it's, you. It's like my butter, my, my thoughts are like catching butterflies. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I compare it to a firework. Sometimes there's three or four ideas that I get off and then there's two that could be possibly true and, uh, it's tough to pursue both, but, yeah. um, you mentioned meditation. Um, oh yeah, has been big for you. Uh, talk a little bit about that, and um, you know, uh, your how meditation has helped you in life. Yeah, I mean it's transformational, and if you're not meditating, you should be. And if you've meditated before but think that you failed at it, it's just that you haven't tried enough. Um, right. So the biggest thing with the the meditation is that. Um, that's when you get reconnected back to yourself and you know we're intelligent beings but often we're running around in different or wrong directions or reacting in ways and I think the big bit about the science is that meditation builds a gap between stimulus and response okay so -hmm. if you think about stubbing your toe um, the instant response is just to lay out and smack the hand on the table and go like this and the 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 calmest response would be to stub your toe to feel the pain rush up to breathe and let it right. go and then move on. But, but, but the stimulus and response when they're close together, you're still thinking about the bloody toe down the hole and cursing the day and all this stuff. And that is where we are so often. So meditation builds that gap. Now, interestingly, like a lot of the drugs, alcohol shortens that gap. Alcohol shortens the right. gap between stimulus and response, where it makes you more angry, it makes you more snappy, unreasonable. It certainly mm-hmm. does when you're hungover. Um, so so um, the, the, the practice of meditation over time builds a gap between your habits and your, it allows you to see your habits for what, you, what, what, what they are. It allows you to get properly connected to your truth. So for me, everything good has come from meditating. The truth, the, 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 you know, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to stick to meditating an, for an hour at a time, at least two or three times a week. And then I do at least, you know, 10 minutes a day here or 20 minutes a day here. So because the hour long piece is where I really, really get some deep insight huh. and some shifts come forward. Things happen. You know, somebody said to me, and, and, and um, you know, the, the response I got was almost instantaneous. They said, meditating will save you time. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. And I know I know it. So I meditated for an hour that morning. And I hmm. got an email while I was meditating from somebody that basically removed maybe 30 hours of work in one go because of their decision. And I was like, if that's not a direct response <laughs> to, yeah. to a person saying to me, meditate and it'll save you time to exactly that happening. So, um, and then what do I think about for other people? So when I was not meditating and I was listening to somebody like me on a podcast talking about meditating, I was like, oh my God, shut up. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't meditate. That's not for me. My thoughts are too busy and I'm never, is here's right. the thing. Stop treating it as it's something that you're going to be an expert at straight away right? You need to treat it as the fact that this is you trying to tame a wild stallion that's been running amok for 20 years. This thing has been completely wild and now you want to put a fence around it. 
you're just, it's going to be so difficult. So if mm. you, but the thing is about you keep turning up, you keep turning up, you keep turning up, turn up, turn up, turn up, just like learning to swim for the first time. Turn up, turn up. All you're doing is getting that phone, get the app, Headspace Calm, Waking Up by Sam Harris is really good. Um, plug in the headphones and just listen. And it doesn't matter if your mind gets distracted. It is going to get distracted. You're running, your mind is furiously trying to control the situation. Mm. Practicing 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You get to 90 days, you're probably changing your life if you're doing it daily. And meditation is so, so powerful. That's the one thing. If you're going to do one thing, do that one thing. Mm. Wow. Meditate? I've started. I've just started, um, you know, and trying to build the consistency. I haven't done it for the period of an hour. That's quite, uh, that's quite remarkable. Try. But I've been trying to do 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It's nice, helped. 20 minutes? With my patience, um, you know, uh, all of this is kind of, you just, uh, you, you, you wake up, uh, and you know, I'm in my mid thirties and, um, you know, and I realized that I wasn't in control of my thoughts, um, you know, with the alcohol because the alcohol, you know, again, you're, when you're in that loop, whether it be the weekends or you know, any kind of night of the week or you start to get in this loop and you're either under the influence of alcohol or recovering from being under the influence of alcohol. And um, I wasn't in control of my thoughts. I wasn't meditating. I want to be more in control of my emotions. Um, I, you know, not letting little things throughout the day affect you and your mood and your mood. Um, You know, treating your emotions like um, I think on the Headspace app, or I heard maybe someone say this, like the weather. Like yep. just because you're feeling something doesn't necessarily mean that's the end-all, be-all of your existence. It's yep. just something that for some reason you're feeling, and then you can continue to try to maybe understand why that is. But um, And, you know, I was lucky enough to find you, you and uh, Andy, and One Year No Beer, um, and, you know, listen to, 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 uh, gentlemen across the pond, so to speak, doing it. And it was an inspiration. So, um, I certainly appreciate it. What, what are some, uh, I guess I'll close with this. What are, what are some of the things you're most proud of, uh, with one year, no beer, beer and, um, uh, where are you at in terms of growth right now? Uh, statistics, members, uh, people doing challenges, and then where where would you like to be? What am I most proud of? Um, I am. I don't often look at those things because I'm unbelievably driven, and I feel like um, I've taken one step up Everest. Um, so I don't feel like I'm anywhere near um, what uh, where we should and need to be. Um, and, um, the, but the truth is, you know, what am I most proud of? Um, I mean, I guess it is the, the, the life change that people go through from this, um, you know, from this program, like some of the stories are just phenomenal. Right. And it's hard not to get emotional 
um, with the impact that this has on people's lives from, you know, guys who've had five rounds of IVF and told they would never get pregnant naturally, a hundred days wow. of challenge, they're, they're pregnant um, naturally. They've now had their child um, and, and called her Amber Faith um, and uh, after the color wow. of, of, of the branding. And so, you know, just, and then you've got lives changed, lives saved and, and really impacted. And then we know that because people say, this has transformed my, this has totally transformed my life. Um, we know that because every time we need to raise some funds, I send an email out to the members and, and we raised 1.1 million in five weeks. Um, wow. And uh, so, you know, the, the people are, people say to me, Ruri, you know, this has totally transformed my life. So I'm, I'm happy to support it. So, um, you know, I'm proud of the movement. I'm proud of the team. The team work incredibly hard. Um, I'm an absolute nightmare uh, to work with because I'm so driven. And um, so I feel for the team. Um, and did, what was the other second part of the question? Uh, where are you at in terms of uh, oh, yeah. membership and community? And where, where would you like to go? Yeah, so we are what, um, coming up for 70,000 members in 90 countries. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, we're talking about billions of people. So when I met the Dalai Lama, he said to me, how do we bring this to the poorest parts of the world? And huh. that is what drives me. And we are nowhere near there yet. Um, so I don't, I don't actually feel like we've got off the starting block yet. Um, wow. And um, you know, the, 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 the point, the points are that what you see today is really nothing. It's nothing compared to what this can and will be because it's about using technology um, to connect people through behavior change. Um, and if we, if we use behavior change as, as a way to help people connect, then actually it's a shifting of society. So I think the, you know, I'm <laughs> just a small mission, um, mm -hmm. very driven and very driven to have a very, very big impact on the world. And Ruri Fairburns, I appreciate so much your time to talk about your journey uh, the benefits of going alcohol-free and building one year no beer. Thank you for all the Thanks, Alex. You're awesome. Thank you for having me on.